Hi everyone, welcome back to the Unconstrained Conversation podcast. It's another week and another episode. This week, my guest is Jan Arnold, Vice President of Sales at Rocco Forte Hotels. Jan has been working in the world of luxury hotels all of his professional life. After 17 years of growing his sales leadership with four seasons in the US, Europe and the Middle East, he joined Rocco Forte three months before the first impact of COVID started shutting down the industry. Since then, Jan and his team has worked tirelessly to ensure Rocco Forte is well positioned for the coming travel rebound, which includes a hard look at the company's approach to revenue generation and how to bring his various teams closer together. Listen in this episode to Jan and I talk about his journey over the last year and his learnings in episode 46 of the Unconstrained Conversation. Welcome back to the um, uh, another exciting episode of Unconstrained Conversation here. We are staying in Europe like we have for the last few weeks. With me is uh, Jan Arnold, who um, is currently based in Frankfurt. He's the Vice President of Sales for Rocco Forte Hotels. Hi, Jan. How are you? Hey, Klaus. I'm good. Thank you very much. Thanks for having me today. Yeah, it's great. Um, Jan, I know uh, you've been kind of in the industry, especially in the luxury uh, segment uh, for quite a while with Four Seasons, Rocco Forte for about a year, um, uh, just over a year and a half now, um, and uh, with other areas. So I wanted to have a conversation with you um, about uh, the, the luxury segment and what's happening um, in your uh, part of the world with Rocco Forte and how sales has evolved and um, how commercial the commercial function has evolved um, uh, as you see it over the last 12 months. So give us a quick update of how Europe is doing in your, in your view and how Roccaforte is doing, first of all. Yeah, no, perfect, Lance. Thanks. I mean, God, it's, it has been uh, quite a ride. And as you pointed out, I've been on the job now for a bit, almost one and a half years. But uh, I think I, I haven't actually done the job that I was hired for because then COVID <laughs> hit us and <laughs> things really went, went pear-shaped. And I think we're... We're still kind of in in that situation right now. I mean, it has been an incredibly tough 12 months for for Europe, for the travel industry, for the hospitality, and also for for our brand. And I mean, if if we think back, it all kicked off about a year ago, right? And uh, when I think there's probably three factors that really made it so incredibly difficult and continue to make it difficult for us. And number one is that there's not really a timeline on on how long this thing is going to go on for, right? I mean, mm -hmm. we, we're probably in a bit of a better situation than last year as we now have vaccines, we have tests, we kind of know how to deal with it more or less, but still nobody knows when we return to, to normality. And that continues to be a big struggle for us as a company, but I think for the entire industry. Um, and then I also think there's no past learnings or the lack of past learnings is, is another issue, right? Um, yeah. If you Because we've never been in a, in a crisis like this. I mean, again, you can say now we're down... We're in year two, so we can learn something from the first year, but it it still doesn't give us the, the solution of how to get out of this. And I think then the last and probably the, the most difficult thing that we all struggle with is is the lack of, of control of this situation. I mean, so yeah, much because is you're not out in control, of our control. Right? Yeah, exactly. The government's exactly. in control, not you, right? Mm -hmm. yeah, absolutely. And, you know, I mean, if you think about the hospitality industry, we were kind of the first ones in. Were the first ones being closed down, and will probably be the last ones out. So, and that that really makes it makes it difficult. And I think these are the three factors that really uh, kind of have impacted us and the industry, and will continue to impact us. I mean, when we when we look at our brand, I mean, we're luck we're we're a small brand. We only operate fifteen hotels in 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 Russia, Belgium, 
um, UK, Germany, and Italy. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's it's very concentrated, really, on on the continent with, within Europe. But uh, you know, we we have always had a high dependency on international business travel and and leisure travel in particular from the United States. And that is all lacked last year and will probably continue lacking throughout the year that we're entering right now. Yeah, I do do have quite a few friends though here in the US who are getting vaccinated. And the first thing they ask me is, where can I travel? Because I want to go somewhere (laughs) nice in Europe. I'm like, sorry, friends, uh, Europe is off limits for you until uh, the borders are back open. They're they're eager, though. They're eager. (laughs) Yeah. And look, that's good to hear, Klaus. And, you know, we hear a lot of this. And, you know, there's the assumptions and hypotheses that we have made in terms of, you know, what's returning first and then what does the reality look like? I mean, you know, we we assume from day one that maybe group travel will come very late. You know, we assume that maybe it's more the, the younger generation that will travel and then, you know, as it happened, we had a we had a group inquiry a couple of weeks ago for one of our properties of a, a group of, of 20, uh, you know, older ladies in the United mm. States who got mm. vaccinated and said, look, we don't care. We want to travel. We want to get out there. So, again, it just shows you how you can have make assumptions and then you've got to adjust to reality sometimes very, very quickly. Um, but, yeah, I mean, we're, we're, we're hoping and assuming that business from the U.S. Uh, um, will return to Europe towards September, October time in, in more noticeable numbers. Um, right. But obviously everything that happens earlier is, is very much appreciated. And certainly I think the US in particular are doing a great job when it comes to vaccinations. And, and they're really pulling this through with an incredible speed, which you know might, uh, might surprise us in terms of the return of travel from the US. Yeah, absolutely. We're now hearing in the U.S. that probably by May everyone will have access at least um, to to a vaccine. Um, yeah, doesn't mean everyone will get vaccinated because it takes a long time to vaccinate. Uh, you know, two hundred, three hundred million people, but at least the access is there. So, um, yeah, incredible effort. So, so yeah, have, yeah. have has the has the, the your approach over the last twelve months um, uh, to sales or to to the commercial function since you you started. Um, a year and a half ago, but then especially in the last 12 months, has that changed? And, and how is it different for you in the really the, the upper luxury, as I call it, or the upper upscale segment or luxury segment that you operate in? Because uh, you hear these stories about you know, people people have money in any, in any instance of that segment. You know, they're happy to travel, obviously, when borders are open. Um, you hear stories about the Maldives where you're not obviously um, uh, located in, but... Um, People still go there and, and spend time there and and and, and uh, book out all whole resorts or whole hotels. Is that a trend that you're seeing in in, um, in Roccoforte as well? Yeah, we, we we certainly see now that that people are really starting to actively think about what do they want to do throughout the summer, and I think people are becoming more proactive in terms of the the decisions that they are taking. Um, and again, as I said earlier, I think the the, the vaccinations and also the the fact that there's more testing capacities out there is certainly giving people a, a lot of confidence. And what we're seeing in particular in Europe, our our resorts in particular, were open last summer and they operated extremely successfully and a lot of those people that traveled with us last summer are now looking to return they want to return to to travel in general you know many of them to our to our resorts because there's a certain comfort level that you know as a brand we knew how to kind of deal through what you know might have been the roughest waters of um, of this crisis and i think that has certainly given them a, a lot of confidence so yes we do see a return of those travelers and um, yes there's there's also the you know the 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 ones that probably have a little bit more disposable um, income as you said that are 
making larger uh, decisions when it comes to how to spend their money. We're, we're operating, for example, a, um, a Roccoforte house, as we call it in Rome, which is uh, five exclusive apartments. Um, mm. and, and we have been incredibly successful at those because people are really looking for you know, these, these private areas where they have all the amenities that you would find in a hotel, but certainly gives them you know, then also the, the feeling of safety and security because they're kind of in their own space and nobody necessarily invite, uh, you know, invades it as much as it would probably be in, in a hotel or in a resort. So there are certainly some trends that we're seeing in that area. And I think we will see more of this as we go forward. Yeah, yeah. So, so from, a, from a functional perspective, um, for, for your approach and your organization, we hear a lot about centralization and doing more with less and bringing functions together, consolidating. Is that something that you have explored or have gone through as well? Um, uh, in, in, in your organization, we have a lot of people that are listening. Typically, it's like, okay, I, I know I need to do something differently, but I'm not sure exactly how I go about it or what I need to do. Look, and it's it's a, it's a good it's a very good point. I think the situation that we're in and we're in last year certainly required all of us to really look at how we're structured, how we're doing things, and thinking about how we can streamline things. And that also happened within within Rockefeller. I mean, overall, as a as a brand, we we have been very fortunate that we're that we're privately owned, and the the Sir Rocco yeah. and the family really made a commitment to to making sure that you know we look after as many staff members as we can, but also on our side, we needed to make some adjustments. We needed to streamline. And yes, that has happened. And this has happened literally across all the, the departments, especially on the commercial side, looking at marketing, PR, revenue, and sales. And I think one of the big opportunities that we have right now, and we've always talked about it, is to really look at the different functions. What are they doing and what are they really bringing to the table and how can they better support each other? I mean, we always talked about these silos, right? And that every yeah. function kind of operated in their own silo. And I think we're now you know, in the opportune moment to really look at that and really ask ourselves, you know, what can revenue do to better support sales, marketing, PR? What can sales do to, you know, support more of that direct business? I mean, what we see right now is we see a lot of direct business coming to our hotels. And the question, for example, is what can sales do to support more of that direct business because instinctively people say, yep, you know, that's digital, that is PR, that is marketing. Mm -hmm. But the question also needs to be asked, for example, what can sales do to pull their weight in this and maybe drive more of this um, or, you know, leverage what we're getting right now? So these are conversations that we're having and I think everybody should have at the moment. Yeah, so is that people picking up the phone and just wanting to talk to someone because they, they need more information than it's available through a third party? Or is it, is it, I assume it's transient, it's, it's individual travelers, not group travelers, right? Correct. Yeah. Absolutely. It's, it's, it's primarily driven through the leisure segment. Absolutely agree with you. And yes, people want to pick up the phone and they want to speak to those people that deliver the experience when they are in, in a hotel. But I also think people have learned a little bit through last year because a lot of people bought, invested and purchased travel through third parties that you know maybe don't exist anymore or you know have not been very accommodating when it comes to refunding deposits and everything so i think the consumer in particular has become much smarter about how they purchase and um, you know how they kind of protect themselves and it seems one trend is that there's a feeling that if you go to the hotel direct that you know it 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 might offer 
uh, you know, more more protection, or at least people seem feel that they're more in control of of what they're booking and you know how their fate could potentially unfold. Yeah, and I know in many cases it's been incredibly frustrating to find the right information through um, indirect channels. Um, that the, the the couple times where I've traveled um, on leisure over the last twelve months, um, there was just no way for me to find out anything about what's going on at the hotel, what's open or not. And and I'm, I I didn't stay at Rocco Forte; it was in the U.S. But uh, obviously, you know, very very hard to find get the right information from my website. You know, which restaurants are open, which amenities are open. You know, how yeah. long is, the, is is there anyone at the hotel at what time and, and all these things that you want to know to feel safe and taken care of. Um, in, in, in all instances that I've traveled, it's just it wasn't possible to find out anything on the website. So I actually did have to call the hotel to, to yeah. get that. So, you, you're right. You're right. We're kind of the, the guest has been educated to um, almost um, pick up the phone and talk to someone to get the right information, right? Yeah. Yeah. No, no, absolutely. And it's, uh, you know, I'm sure there will be some of these trends will reverse or kind of level out a little bit. Um, and yeah. I'm not saying that everything in the future will be direct. And, you know, there's certainly a, a good space for, for everybody out there. But as you said, I think the consumer in particular has become more educated and has grown up, I think, through the through the crisis to to kind of make these these right decisions. Yeah. Yeah. So what else are you going to are you seeing that um, guests of the future will look differently? Um you know, we talked about the more more desire to to book direct. Um, are you changing your approach to um, driving demand, attracting, converting um, guests through the through the journey? Um, is that different than twelve months ago? And and how how so? Yeah, and again, it's it's a good question. What the guest of the future looks like, right? And yeah, I think we don't know. Certainly right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I wish I had this crystal ball that would make life a little bit easier. <laughs> so I think certainly for the next twelve months we will see um, a slightly different demographic and a, a different traveler than what we would have seen in a normal year. And that is down, as I said earlier, due to the fact that some people haven't been vaccinated, they're still afraid to travel, but also our borders open, you have to quarantine. And to me, these are two of the key issues when we look, especially from our side, um, you know, at, at international or at, at our business for this calendar year, you know, do people have to quarantine to come to, I don't know, Italy or to go to to the UK and are the borders open? So I think once we return to somewhat of a normal environment, I do think that the the past, um, you know, country of residence statistics and everything will kind of kick in again and we will kind of see the a very similar business mix on, on that side. But I think where we do see, you know, more educated travelers, I think people will still ask more questions around, you know, health and safety. What is expecting me in the hotels? And you know, how will this potentially impact my my stay? I think the flexibility element um, around cancellations and deposits will continue to be a very very big point. And I mean, as commercial leaders, we have to kind of strike the right balance between, on one hand, giving the consumer in particular the ability to book to book in confidence and also give them the flexibility that they know that they're not tied into something that they can't get out of anymore. But on the other hand, also making sure that we kind of protect our own commercial interest, um, especially when it comes to, to peak season, to make sure that, you know, in the end, we all need to make money, right? That, um, you know, we, we continue making the money and that we're not exposed in that area. And then, as I said earlier, I think also the consumer has become, you know, much smarter with regards to how they book and with whom they book and whom they really trust. So I think these are all areas that we're looking at from from our perspective. And we're really looking, as I mentioned earlier, you know, how how the different functions can kind of support 
this journey and you know how can sales support digital how can digital support pr how can revenue fit in there and how can these different functions kind of work together um i think it was david warman in one of the previous shows you know who who coined this phrase of the profit hunter right and it's yes. it's really about you know going after you know those opportunities where where there where there is profit i know in his context it was more around the analytical element of it but i think we also need to look at it in in terms of deployment and how we how we look at the different functions and how they operate. Thank you for listening to my episodes. That's that's good to know. You must be the one person who's listening to it. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it would be good to quote somebody of your past guests. <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> no, you're absolutely right. That whole um, uh, that that whole notion of of profit optimization has obviously become more important because we're looking at margins uh, much closer in the industry um, as as revenues are down. Um, you know, my my thought is always that as an industry, um, we'll come out of this much more profitable with a much higher margin than than before because um, a lot of companies um, had to trim their expenses and and become much more efficiently through the you know uh, uh, right sizing their, their 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 teams as well as adopting technology and and investing into um, into new um, uh, ways of attracting and converting customers. So I think. Overall, in, in three years, we'll look back and say, well, actually now as an industry, we're much more profitable than we were before because of, because of what we were forced to go through as an, as, as a, as an industry, unfortunately. Um, yeah, yeah. No, and, and, and I, I couldn't agree more with you, Klaus. And I think the other aspect right now is, you know, as, for example, rooms revenues are maybe not what they were before. I think hotels also are becoming much more acutely aware of the other areas where there is profit to be mm -hmm. made and i think mm -hmm. you know there's a real opportunity looking into the future if we look for example at the role of the revenue manager to maybe adopt more of a total revenue approach so not only really necessarily looking at the rooms revenue but what are the other profit centers within within the hotel that we should really investigate and look at and you know food and beverage obviously should be one of those areas i think you know some companies are certainly further on this than others but i think right now where you really have to look at every penny where it comes in and you know what is really flowing through in terms of profit um, it's going to be very very important to really adopt this culture also in, in in the future and really make sure that we look at all the areas where money comes into the hotels and how again we, we convert that right right so in just in in summarizing as we're uh, getting to the end here um i have two questions one you know what are the what are the three the three things you would recommend a um, a, um, a colleague of yours who is also head of sales for another uh, company, what are the three things you would recommend to them that they focus on right now? And then uh, the second question and final question is um, anyone starting out in the industry uh, today, maybe just graduating from hotel school or being interested in, in moving into a role like yours, uh, what kind of advice do you have for them? So let's start with the first one about the three things um, you you uh, you would recommend for your colleagues to uh, focus on. Yeah, well, I think the first thing is you know whatever got us to where we were maybe a year ago is not necessarily getting us through the future, right? So I think mm. I think we need to forget some of those wisdoms from the past and maybe almost <laughs> start with a with a clean sheet in in many aspects. Um, I think the 
in the second point would you know to to adopt more of an entrepreneurial spirit um in in this whole conversation and and really look at your at your business you know take it back to to the basics and really start building on there and see you know what are the areas that we really need to focus on and who are the the right people um, that that will take you there, and I think that then segues into the into the third part. You know, no matter if you're the head of sales or the head of PR or marketing, I think it's really about working together and creating those synergies between those different functions and really making sure that they support each other, maybe more than what they have done in the past. Because more than ever, I think it's a team effort these days. So entrepreneurial and um, team effort; those are the two suggestions. Very good. Yeah, 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 exactly. And 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 how about the, the the advice you give to a future generations of leaders? Somebody who's sitting here and saying, "Well, this is something for me." You know, how do I get how do I get where Jan is today? <laughs> yeah, um, and is that a good spot? <laughs> well, I, I I hope so. I mean, look, I here's the funny thing. You know, I have two brothers. One is a doctor. One is a lawyer. And I'm the one in hotels. And those two always right. look at me and they make fun and say, you know, why did you learn a proper job? You know, we're doctors, we're lawyers and you're in hotels. But the thing is, I probably had much more fun in my career than those two had. You know, I lived in I'm Dubai, sure I lived in the UK, I lived in the US. So really this job got me around the world and kind of built my family. So I think the most important thing today is you have to follow your dreams and you have to really do what inspires you and what you're passionate about. And no matter what the state of the industry is in today, it will return to a much better place, as you said earlier as well, in, in the future. And it will go back to what it was in the past. It, will, it is a great industry. And I think whoever sits there out there today listening to this, you know, I would always say, follow your dreams and, and, and do what you want because you will only be successful if you do what you, what you really enjoy. Mm, great advice. Great. Thank, thank you so much, uh, Jan, for the conversation. Um, I know you're very, very busy strategizing uh, for the next few months and uh, and years. And um, I hope everything goes well with um, Rocco Forte. I'm sure everything goes well with Rocco Forte as the man bounces back, I think, very quickly. So um, have a, I hope everything goes well for the summer and, uh, and beyond. So I appreciate your time. Thank you, Klaus. Thanks for having me. It was a pleasure. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you very much for listening. And I hope you found this episode valuable for your own business circumstances. Check out the show notes, link to the episode, help more people in the industry find this podcast by sharing and rating. And don't forget to subscribe to the series wherever you listen to it.